exclusive live interviews. People, I think, have got that hunger back for hockey. Game highlights. Shot score! Jordan Everly set up by Taylor Hall. Expert analysis and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Live. Brought to you by the Terry Peranich Real Estate Team. Edmonton's number one real estate resource. Now... From the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. Oilers Radio. 6.30 Shed. But a good record against the Western Conference and lately against Edmonton. Here's McDavid skating through the neutral zone. Heels up and kicks it back to Fane, right point in the offensive zone. Riley will take it off the boards. Fane stays with it. Pouliot to McDavid. Rich shot score! 4-2 Edmonton. Connor McDavid, a 4 point the Oilers lead by a deuce. McDavid's got two, nine on the year. And that may separate Edmonton for good. It certainly would. They would add one more. Jordan Eberle, a hat-trick goal into an empty net. Connor McDavid, two goals, three assists, five points. He was brilliant this evening, and the Oilers snapped their three-game losing streak, shooting down the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 to open up a six-game homestand. Thanks for tuning in tonight. McDavid. It is 10-04, overtime open line, courtesy of the Terry Peranich real estate team, coming to you from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. My name is Reed Wilkins. Of course, you are welcome to reach us, 780-496-0063. You can also text us at 630-630. Also, a big night offensively for Benoit Pouliot, who finished with four assists. Pouliot standing by, courtesy of GCL Diesel, for all things diesel. Uh, three, four months, and then coming back like that is uh, it's awesome. Good for him. Happy for him, and it's, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And being on the same line is, uh, um, is unreal, so I can't complain, and things have been, uh, things have been going pretty well. It says something when, I mean, Jordan's looking for that first career hat trick. So is he. I thought he was going to shoot Connor for sure. And then, uh, no, Evs have had so many close chances to get that three, uh, that hat trick, and then tonight he got it. So it was, uh, it's nice, good for Evs, happy for him. And um, that's an unselfish play by Connor for sure, and it's nice to see. The chemistry is building. I mean, 13 points between the three of you tonight. That doesn't happen all the time. No. Right? Even in a. In Toronto was at a disadvantage. They didn't have the regular lineup, obviously, but still, 13 points is 13 points. It was it was a good one, like you said. It doesn't happen all the time, and um, tonight was one of those nights that everything was was clicking, everything was going in. So for, uh, for our line, and um, it's nice. We gotta enjoy it right now and uh, get back to work uh, in two days. But um, things like that are positive, and we gotta keep that going. And uh, you know, there's a lot of games left. So. Have you had anything approaching that kind of chemistry with any other? Uh, right now it's pretty consistent. I think every game we're right there. So it's, uh, you know, Nuge and Evs last year, we were playing well too. We had a lot of good things going. Um, but the past few games since Connor got back and everything, I think, uh, you know, it's been it's been really hot and really good. And uh, well, it's just got to keep going. It's, it's only been a few games, so we got to keep, we've got a lot left. Thanks. Thank you, Reed. That's Benoit Pouliot. Thanks, Brendan. Brendan Ulrich in the Oilers dressing room tonight. Obviously a happy place. 5-2. The Oilers taking down the Leafs. The Oilers outshot tonight 36-35. Should also mention Cam Talbot. A really good night for the Oilers. He comes through with 34 saves. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. And it is a player that we knew was going to be special. 
You hope there are going to be magical nights like this. Rob, I thought Connor McDavid owned this hockey game. I thought you were talking about me there when you started that introduction. Oh, geez, I'm like, well, that's a, a little too much, but okay, thank you. Uh, he, he did this. We we talked about it before the game upstairs with Bob, and I said the 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 two happiest guys in the in the the rink tonight are going to be Pouliot and Eberle because Connor McDavid's going to want to impress. He, you know, this is his first time against his childhood team. Everyone back home's watching his family, his friends. He wants to do something special, and and he did. Uh, he had five points, easily could have had ten. I mean, Jordan Eberle could have had seven goals tonight. He had, and, and we're not just talking if he had a little puck luck. He had wide open nets and wasn't able to, to put the puck in the net a couple times. Connor McDavid took it to a different level tonight. Now, granted, that was uh, just above an American Hockey League team that the Toronto Maple Leafs iced tonight. They had a number of their players missing tonight in action and to go on the 29th best team, 30th now. But still, Connor McDavid stepped above everyone and uh, you, early in the game you saw that when you forecheck the Edmonton Oilers and McDavid's on you got to do it differently because everything was done correctly and McDavid ends up with a breakaway just because his speed and nobody can keep up to him so now you've got to okay here's how we do it when McDavid's not on the ice here's how we do it when he is on the ice Connor McDavid showed uh, the rest of the league that everything is healthy on him and when he is at full strength and he's playing with two quality players, Jordan Eberle is hot now, Benoit, Benoit Pouliot is hot right now, he can set the world on fire. And tonight, hopefully, is the start of something special here on home ice in the next five games. No doubt that line, tonight's home ice heroes for ATB Financial. Know someone whose quiet hard work makes hockey happen in your community. Nominate them for ATB's home ice hero award at atb.com slash home ice. Rob Brown, you once again have proven... You are a perfect prognosticator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When, it, when it comes to lottery tickets, no. But when it comes to the Japanese goal light. Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side as the Oilers hit five or more in a game for the third time since the All-Star. This, this has been... A crazy sequence since the All-Star game. They, they win 5-1. They win 7-2. They lose 5-1. They lose 8-1. They lose 2-1. And tonight they win 5-2. Now, granted, this was a one-goal game. We're tied for most of the evening. So maybe a little closer than the score indicated. But 3-3 three three since the All-Star break. Uh, so what? They've scored 17 goals in the three wins. Three goals in the three losses. And I should point out McDavid has been on 12 of the Oilers' 20 goals since he's come back. He's good. Do you think they missed him? <laughs> Just a little bit. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Adam is our first caller this evening. Hey, Adam, what's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? We're, uh, we're just chilling out, buddy. What, what do you think of the game? <laughs> Not much. I was at the game tonight, and it's just uh, Connor McDavid was just lights out tonight. It, it, it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. I just want to know, you guys have any thoughts that you think you'll win the Calder Trophy or no, or... Just, uh, Man. Guys, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I would say no, simply because he's so many games behind. But having said that, uh, he is special. And uh, if they can get a bit of a run, if he can get anywhere close to the same amount of points, now he doesn't have to get as many as some of those other guys, but close, then all of a sudden they're going to look at the fact that he's done it in fewer games. And when your vote and age comes in, too, he's a lot younger than Panarin from, from Chicago. But, you know, I, I, I would say no, but I hope I'm wrong. It's going to come down to points per game and because 
Yeah, Rob, sorry, I'm just trying to bring it up here to get the exact totals for uh, all the rookies. But thanks to the new NHL website, which is another conversation, um, just struggling to it. <laughs> By the way, does anybody like the new NHL website? I sure don't. Um, it's going to come down to points per game. He's going to wind up at, uh, what, 45 games played most likely? Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I guess if he gets up, and look, this is an if. We don't, if he gets up around 60 points in that number of games, then it's a possibility. It's a possibility. But then you also have to look and if his team's in 29th place and the other guy's playing on the top line on one of the best teams in the league, that'll be taken into consideration as well. Uh, but, I mean, if he continues what he's done since the All-Star break, anything is possible. Oilers win at 5-2 over the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. We'll take another phone call here. We have Alex standing by on line two. Alex, thanks for giving us a ring. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. What's on your mind? Hello? Yeah, go oh, ahead. Just, uh, yeah, it was a great game to watch if you're a McDavid fan. I mean, you know, uh, that line was just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I watched the rest of the team compared to that line and uh, drives it on hall look pretty uh, – pretty normal regular guys out there and the other other line mates as well you know a, a bunch of us were watching this game in the hub and it looks like the Oilers are going to pick top four this year uh and we were all laughing about what would it take to get Carlson out of Ottawa and can you imagine him playing on the back end with the with Edmonton and uh just thinking if they ever did want the Matthew sweepstakes would you go to Ottawa and say here here's the here's the Matthews for Carlson Give your thoughts on that. Well, the hardest thing to find in the National Hockey League, and you can just look on the Oilers roster, is a number one defenseman. And if you've got one, you're not going to give it up. I mean, it, it, look at the Oilers, all the, 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 the fantastic players they have up front. You know, the stars, the number one picks. Yet look where they are in the standings. And, and, and to me, the biggest thing is they don't have that guy on the defense. They can play 27 minutes and count on in all different situations. So if I'm the Ottawa Senators, not a chance of my trading Eric Carlson. Just if I'm the LA Kings, I'm not trading Dowdy. If I'm the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm not trading Keith. If you've got one of those defensemen, you don't want to give them up because you're not going to be able to find them again. Yeah, you know what? That, that's a big what if. If, if. if the Oilers were to win the draft lottery again and pick first, you, you would see something major happen, I would think, whether it's involving the pick or somebody currently on the roster. Eric Carlson is second in the NHL in scoring, mm -hmm. not among defensemen. Nope. In the league. Yeah. In the league. That is. He's one of the best players in the world already, so I don't think they're going to even look at a young kid coming up, unless it's some kid named McDavid. All right. The Oilers take down the Leafs 5-2. The Leafs are coached by Mike Babcock, who is standing by, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Yeah, I mean, he's a real good player, obviously. Uh... You know, and uh, let's be honest, you can pick first more than one time and not get him. So uh, he's a real good player. I thought their goaltender was real good early. I mean, we worked hard, had lots of chances. And in the end, they were able to capitalize on theirs. And the kid was involved in there, all of them. And, you know, you're Eberle and you got some skill. You're pretty thankful you're playing with Get a good first period built off that third period in Calgary, just a continuation of that, do you think? Yeah, I didn't mind our game, to tell you the truth. I mean, undisciplined PA can't take those penalties in the, in the third period. Uh, but I thought we set ourselves up pretty good. We threw the puck away on their fourth goal, uh, which I didn't like to see. There was no reason to do that, but we had uh, got ourselves in a good spot. And in the end, uh, we don't finish, and they did. How's Josh doing? Uh, we'll call an upper body injury. 
What's your manpower situation going forward? Well, I mean, we got a flight. Yeah, we got a flight, and we'll figure that out. I'll talk to Lou and see uh, what we'll do to fix it. Talked about opportunities for others to step up. Did you see that from Arcabello, Corrado here tonight? Well, I think Frankie's been playing real good for us. You know, to be honest with you, I thought Lebo, you know, shot in the net for us. That was good. And then, you know, Arc got lots of ice time. I thought uh, their guy Greeny. I thought he had a solid game. Uh, uh, you know, the goalie made a real good save on him here on the power play. Got his leg out there for a second chance. So I thought he was good and he skated well. And can he maintain it? That'll be the question. See you guys. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, that's Leafs head coach Mike Babcock. The Oilers win tonight by a score of 5-2. Toronto falls to 19-25-9 on the season. The Oilers are up to 22-29-5. They snap a three-game losing streak. They're 15-10-1 on home ice. You can reach Rob and me, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. McDavid, five points. Everly, a hat trick and four points. Pouliot for assists. Colin is up next on the phone lines. We're also going to finish the play with him. Terry Peranich, Real Estate Team, Overtime Open Line, coming to you from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. You're listening to the Terry Peranich Team, Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I'm Jack Michaels. To my left, Bob Stauffer. To my right, Rob Brown and Reed Wilkins ringside. As it's punched ahead, and Komarov's got a breakaway. To the net. Reed shot denied. Blocker save made by Talbot. And we mentioned Komarov's recent struggles, and that time Talbot ate him up. Talbot, a good night in the Oilers' net. That save there, your save of the game, courtesy of Armour Insurance, working today to protect your tomorrow. Talbot backstopping the Oilers to a 5-2 win over Toronto. The offense coming from one line. Eberle, three goals. McDavid, two. McDavid had five points. Pouliot had four assists. Eberle, four assists. Other Notable stats for the Oilers tonight. The only other two guys to get points, Sekera and Fane, each had an assist. Brandon Davidson tonight, Rob, played 25 minutes and six seconds. That is four minutes more than anybody else. Well, three minutes more. Matt Hunwick hit almost 22 minutes, but he played a lot tonight. Oh, Davidson has won the trust of the coaching staff, and he was missed when he, when he missed a few of those games. Uh, you can put him in just about any situation. He, what you like about him is he plays within himself. He, he doesn't do things that gets him in, get him into trouble. He's not a guy that's going to lug the puck all the way up and put himself, paint himself into a box. He, he knows when to move the puck. He knows when there's nothing there. He puts the puck off the glass and out, plays the body enough. Uh, I mean, he's been a revelation for this team, and it's hard to believe that we are saying here 30, 50 games into the season, well, the, the leader on the back end was Brandon Davidson again when most of us wouldn't have had him on the team to start the season. But he, he's been very, very good. 5-2, Edmonton knocking off Toronto tonight. You can reach Rob and I here, 780-496-0063. Colin has dialed that number. Colin, you're going to be our finish the play contestant tonight, so you've already won 50 bucks to Panda Hut Express. But first of all, give us your thought or your question. Hey, guys, how you doing? We're great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, where did we get this Cam Talbot from? Because he seems to be... Uh shredding some ice, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, Talbot was acquired at the draft from the New York Rangers. The Oilers traded uh, three draft picks to New York to get him. Huh. Well, seems like a good trade to me then, eh? 
He's he's been doing well. Really, ever since mid well, since mid December, he has been the best Oiler. I think. <laughs> That's always good to know and good to have in uh, behind us there. Um, I was going to say something else. Uh, congratulate Eberle on his final getting his hat trick. It's been a long time coming, it feels. Yeah, he was overdue. He yep. was overdue indeed. All right, Colin, let's finish the play here, buddy. Maybe it's going to be an Everly goal. Who knows? If you are right in telling us goal or no goal, you qualify for the grand prize draw, 1000 bucks to Integra Tire Auto Center. Love your ride with Integra Tire in Edmonton, Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, and Stony Plain. Trying to bother Hunwick into a turnover, and ultimately did. Here's Everly from Pouliot. Wrap around, and that went off post to post, I believe. Everly shoots. What do you say, goal or no goal? Goal with a goal. Trying to bother Hunwick into a turnover, and ultimately did. Here's Everly from Pouliot. Wrap around, and that went off post to post, I believe. Everly shoots and scores. He got it back, stayed with it, and ultimately buried the go-ahead goal. All right, there we go. Colin is the winner tonight, finished the play. One of Everly's three goals tonight as he notches his first career hat trick at the end of the game, an empty net yawning for McDavid and Everly. One of them was going to get the hat trick. Turns out to be Everly finally getting it done. All right, more of your calls and thoughts on the text line, but we want to go back and get more post-game reaction here, courtesy of GCL Diesel for all things Diesel. Let's bounce over to Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Well, certainly uh, that was the case in the first period. Um, you sometimes have a little bit of uh, a pause in your game when you come home from a, a road trip, uh, particularly the, the one that we got home on. But uh, I can tell you that wasn't the reason for it. We just flat out got outworked and outcompeted and uh, out everything in the first period. So that was very uh, disappointing again. I give them some credit because they, uh, they respond in the second and third. But um, without Cam's goaltending and, and one line's performance tonight, we don't win that game. Can you talk about Connor and five points first time? Yeah, I, you know, what do you say? It, it's, it, well, I sure hope so. But it, his performance did all the speaking. You know, I can, uh, I, you turn into a fan as a coach and as a player, and you just admire what he and his line mates did. Uh, uh, that's as well as Jordan's played all year, I think, all over the rink and along the boards and in the paint, and Connor and Benoit Pouliot. Um, the three of them had a tremendous night, and uh, thank goodness because we didn't have many others going. Uh, you switched up the lines with Taylor, with Zach and Mark. Like their first shift, I think, you know, they had two great chances. Well, is that a lot? Well, is this because Leon and Taylor had me going well? Is that something? Yep. Leon, Taylor, and Teddy aren't getting anything done right now, so. Uh, I've given them every opportunity to try and uh, to play through it, and offensively, nothing's really happening for them. They don't they don't have the puck very much, and defensively, they're they're starting to uh, uh, diminish a little bit. So we're looking to stir things up, looking for workers and skaters together, shooters. Um, will we continue? We'll see what we go and practice tomorrow after I watch the game again. But uh, we need their performance level to step up significantly. You win in this league with one line, don't. Yeah, uh, you can win games, uh, but I don't think that's what you're asking me. I think you're asking me if you could win in, in June when only two teams are still playing. You can't. You need four lines. Probably need four and a half lines, two guys ready to go. Uh, so one, one doesn't even get you games in late April. 
thought is the ability to elevate others' play, reserve for the special few in terms of what McDavid has done for Everly and Pouliot's games since his return? Um, I think that's fair to say. I think they were excited about playing with them, and they've performed at a at a higher level than they did earlier. Um, special players do that. They elevate, uh, they get others excited, especially when you're playing with them, and they're able to, to pull you along. Uh, but in turn, uh, Connor needs some help at times too, and I thought Jordan and, and Benoit in particular did that for him tonight. So it was a, we talk about winning as a team, that line won as a line, a team of three. When Connor passed the puck to everybody, when he could have maybe shot the puck one, he's aware of the guy doesn't ever have an NHL hat trick and he'll maybe get one. Yeah, I don't know if he was aware that, that Jordan, I wasn't aware, I would have guessed Jordan's had more than one or two of them based on uh, on how he scored in the past, but I wasn't aware of it unless they talked about it on the bench, but I did know that Connor hadn't had one yet, so uh, the fact that he moved the puck up to, uh, to Jordan shows that he's a very unselfish player as well. And... Um, you know, I wonder what he would have done with a one goal lead. I bet he would have shot it because his hockey sense knows that he wouldn't waste a pass in that situation. He's just special. Talk about Brandon Davidson. 25 minutes tonight. Him and Eric Rabbit used them a lot. What, what is it about Davidson's game that you're liking? And is, is it past the point of a surprise maybe for you? Because yeah, you really it's, come out of nowhere it's not a surprise anymore. On his off nights, it's more of a disappointment, which in, and he doesn't have many of them. So it's not a surprise anymore. Um, I know when Jim rotates, Jim Johnson rotates the back end and kind of controls their minutes. We talk about it, but he controls it. He he trusts Brandon in so many different areas, and um, you know we took far too many penalties, in my opinion, tonight again. And uh, Eric and uh, and Brandon were uh, very good on the penalty kill. Played a lot of minutes, successive minutes. Uh, took three in a row, and they were very good in that situation. Thank you. Good night. All right, there's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, his team winning tonight 5-2 over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Rob, we got a break for the news, but, but I think some talking points there, and I think some realism. Look, it's great. They, you always want to win. You should beat a team with a roster that's kind of been torn apart here over mm -hmm. the last few days because of injuries and trades. But this was a one-line show and a goaltending show for the most part for the Oilers. And a, to me, this doesn't change my evaluation of the Oilers. They are building around an incredible young star who's capable of having nights like this. And a lot of nights they don't forecheck enough and they don't work hard enough. Well, yeah, that's why starting up next year there's going to be a lot of different players in this team. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that he said that you, if you want to win, you need more than one line, and it's true. You're not going to beat the Chicago Blackhawks or the LA Kings being a one-line team. They've got players that they can put out there that are going to try and neutralize you and neutralize that line. They need other players showing up. And he pointed out, he said, the dry saddle line has not been good enough offensively. And when an offensive player starts to struggle in one end, it seems to bleed into the other side of his game. And he talked about the defensive play hasn't been good enough. So uh, the, this Oilers team, we talked about it before, they were going to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are right now the worst team in the league, and they're missing five of their best players. So on a good night, when they're healthy, they are still in the bottom two in the league. And missing those players, this is a game that the Oilers needed to win. They did win simply because they had Connor McDavid and the Toronto Maple Leafs did not. 
More post-game reactions straight ahead. More of your phone calls, 780-496-0063. We'll catch up to your messages on the text line as well. 5-2, Oilers take it. Terry Peranich, overtime open line from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. Live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, this is the Terry Peranich team overtime open line. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Rammed on net by Roman Polak and a save made by Talbot. And the puck whipped up the right-hand side for Pugliot. He finds McDavid. He's in. Wrist shot score. Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead. And Connor McDavid needs just three and a half minutes to light up the team he grew up watching. McDavid's got eight in 19 NHL games. Well, you wondered if it was going to be like last year's game when Jonathan Bernier allowed three goals on the first four shots and was pulled. That was the first shot of the game for either team, 329 in. McDavid from Pouliot and Everly. The Leafs were by far the better team the rest of the first period. The Oilers owned about the first seven, eight minutes of the second period. Then they found themselves killing a lot of penalties. And then in the third period, the Oilers, I think, more under control in their own end, though there's still work to be done. And they go on to win 5-2. Everly a hat-trick, McDavid five points. I think that's a pretty good uh, summary of the game. I think that... Uh, overlooked in this whole game a lot is was the play of Cam Talbot. You know, Connor McDavid's five points, Everly's hat trick, the Oilers win doesn't happen if Cam Talbot isn't as good as he is in the first period because it should have been three or four one for the Toronto Maple Leafs after 20 minutes. Cam Talbot gave them a chance in the first, got them through the first 20 minutes, and allowed the Oilers to come back and, and eventually win this hockey game. Fourth star for Talbot. There we go. For Missioner Allen Auctioneering, try the auction advantage. We have the selection. You set the price. Check out maauctions.com. Talbot making 34 stops on 36 shots. He made 24 on 26 against the New Jersey Devils. I mean, we had a caller asking a little bit about Talbot earlier on I actually you know I think lost in some of this everybody remembers the the bad goal on Halloween against the Calgary Flames and that was an awful goal mm-hmm. that's the the worst goal we've seen in an Oilers game this year and Talbot actually I, I thought he actually started the season okay but the Oilers weren't scoring Nielsen was kind of playing a little bit better after that goal on Halloween, we didn't see much of Talbot for a month and a half. And Nielsen, full credit, he won five of those six games on the six-game winning streak. I used December 14th as the cutoff. That was the sixth win on that streak, Rob. Talbot was brilliant in Boston, and they won in overtime. And since then, he got pulled against the LA Kings. He let in three bad goals in, what was it, I think a minute 32 or something like that. He got pulled in Montreal on an all-round flat effort by the team. And I guess you could, okay, he allowed five goals against the Islanders when it was already 3 nothing, And, you know, five goals against is five goals against, but that was a, a bad team game. He's, he's given the team a chance, and I, I wonder if he fits in. He's not an elite. He's not in the top five or six, those lights-out, every-night guys. But then there's a big group of goaltenders who are good, who mm-hmm. are solid. And I'm hoping by the end of the year we can comfortably say Talbot's in that, that at least in that big group. I, I think that's where he's working towards. You know, all goaltenders, even the elite, have bad nights. You know, Henrik Lund- Lundqvist had a, a tough stretch this year where it was about six, seven games where he was not good at all. Uh, I mean, Sidney Crosby started the season poorly. Ovechkin's had break parts where he's a good. All great players have bad times. It's it's what they do when they're playing well that separates them from the best because they can elevate. Cam Delbert, Calbert had a, a struggle. 
He owned it. He put in the time with the goalie coach with the with in practice off the ice that when he got his opportunity again, he was able to take advantage of. And I think that's the biggest thing there. He didn't sulk. You know, he came here to be the number one goalie. It was obvious. And Nielsen was a, a, a security blanket. But the trade was made for Taub to be the number one goalie. The, goal, the coaching staff went with who they thought was giving them the best chance to win. And Nielsen ran with it, as you said, for a good month and a half. It was all about Nielsen. Talbot didn't sulk. You never heard a, a word said. All he did was practice hard, prepare. When he got his opportunity, he took advantage of it. And I think that's what being a professional is, is accepting your role. And then when given the opportunity, taking full advantage of it. And he's done that. And outside of a, a couple blips, which all goaltenders have, He's given them rock-solid goaltending and a chance to win uh, 90% of the starts since then. So he, he is what the Oilers need. He is a stable force in the back end that they have not had for a number of years. So 5-2 the final. The losing goaltender tonight, Jonathan Bernier. Here he is, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. He had a lot of speed, and you know he was really patient until uh, you know, he put it close to the post there. And, he made a nice move. I tried to poke him uh, so he wouldn't be able to come back with it, but uh, he was patient enough to put it in. The ability of McDavid to pass the puck, look off defenders, and, and from a goaltender's perspective, how difficult is that to play against, respecting his shot yet knowing he can put the puck on the other player's stick? Yeah, that's the hardest part. You know, in the power play, when you made those passes to everybody across, is, uh, you know, I don't want to get beat short side either, so you kind of. Um, you got to honor him and be square to him and hopefully uh, you know you can come across and make that big save but um, you know that's that was one thing I really try to focus and not cheat and, and sing back. Yeah, he was talking about how he you know they're obviously frustrated there at the end and got the misconduct how hard is it to not let frustration creep in into this dressing room right now you've had a rough week Dion got traded there's injuries piling up yeah, I mean, uh, I thought we, we did a good job in between periods and we stayed positive. We, you know, the game was right there. Um, you know, we scored that big goal in the second and um, and then, you know, obviously uh, that, that fourth one really uh, hurt us. But uh, I thought uh, the whole game, uh, you know, we're right there and we had our chances to, to, to put it in. Agreed. Johnson work in the Leafs dressing room tonight. Bernier wound up allowing four goals on 34 shots. The Oilers got the fifth one into an empty net. 5-2 is the damage. Five goals tonight. A $250 donation courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. The total for the season, which you can track on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, is $7,100. Rob, a few texts coming in. You know, what's wrong with Hall? What's wrong with Hall and Dreisaitl? Is, is Hall upset because McDavid's doing so well? I don't think he is. Um, but it, that, that, that line, specifically Hall and Leon, I mean, you look to them before Purcell, uh, not as productive and not together by the time the third period started. Well, no, they, they have, they've struggled for the last little while. And, and as we said a little earlier, is all good players go through stretches where they're not as good. And right now, Hall and Drysaddle, they had a great stretch, a really good stretch for a long time, and it's just kind of fizzled on them. You know, at the end of the season, when you look at the, the stats, and all of a sudden it all equals out because you're going to have times where you're really, really good, and then you have times where, oh, not that good. Well, they're going through that, oh, not that good part right now. Todd McClellan noticed it. 
He broke them up tonight. Hall played at one point with Letestu and Cassian. That's not a line that you're going to see a whole lot of. Letestu, he's he's playing way above his pay grade when he's playing in with with Taylor Hall. But you've got to do something. It's a little wake-up. All all lines get a little wake-up call here and there. The fortunate thing for the Oilers is that they got the McDavid line playing very, very well as of late. But they need more out of Hall. They need more out of Dreisaitl. I think it's got to come more from Hall. He's the season vet. He's in his sixth, sixth year. Dreisaitl's still going through his rookie season, more, well, his second season after half of it last year. He's not the guy that you got to lean on. Hall needs to be better, and he realizes that. And it was it would have been huge on the 5-on-3 at the end of the game if Taylor Hall would have scored on that one opportunity he had, just for a confidence thing. But Taylor Hall will be back, and eventually it, what's going to happen now in the games is Connor McNabb is going to be taking the number one pairing defenseman. He's going to be taking the other team's best checking line. Hall's now going to have the opportunity playing against second or third pairing defensemen. He's got to take advantage of it. The line shakeup in the third, our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. We want to update the out-of-town scoreboard. Rob, go ahead. Yes, the Calgary Flames had a very early 4-1 lead on the San Jose Sharks in San Jose. It is now in the third period, and the San Jose Sharks have just scored to take a 5-4 lead. I believe it was at least the third power play goal for the San Jose Sharks. The Islanders beat the Kings 5-2. The Flyers roll past the Sabres 5-1. The Blue Jackets come from behind and beat the Anaheim Ducks 4-3 in a shootout. The Avalanche get a 4-3 win in Ottawa. 4-3 for the Capitals over the Wild. Alex Ovechkin a hat-trick in that game. Jason Chimera with the other goal. And it was the Bruins winning big over the Jets 6-2. The Jets are here on Saturday night, 8 o'clock face-off. We'll sign on with our coverage at 6.30. The Stars beat the Blackhawks 4-2. These results have the Oilers jumping up into 28th in the NHL ahead of Buffalo and Toronto. And uh, we'll see if, uh, well, actually Calgary's going to stay where they are regardless of a win or a loss for them tonight. What, a, what a silly league this is, though. You know, the Oilers, they, they win 7-2, 5-1, then get bombed, 5-1, 8-1. The Boston Bruins the other night, they lose 9-2 to yeah. the L.A. Kings. They come back and blow out Winnipeg 6-2. It shows you on any given night, if you don't have your A game, there's teams that can take full advantage of you. Well, and Winnipeg's an odd team because, I mean, we often say, Rob, when we're looking at the scoreboard or when we read it on air, oh, well, it looks like Winnipeg's got it together. And then four days later, we'll say, oh, well, there's Winnipeg losing 5-1 or 6-2 again. Strange team. Um, I mean, they, they've given Bufflin that contract extension. They, they'll have some contracts they'll have to deal with in the summer. They dominated the Oilers when they were here in December. But speaking of Cam Talbot, he... he preserve that win for Edmonton. He did, and Winnipeg is one of those teams that is built the way that teams that the Oilers struggle against are. You know, they're big, they're physical, they play a little nasty, uh, and the Oilers have had some trouble with them. But Winnipeg, it, it, it's almost as though Winnipeg, the the playoff, they had that great year last year, and they go in the playoffs, and they, they play so well against Anaheim, but some, they're just unable to, 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 to get the win that they needed. And they just kind of have fallen off a cliff since then. And I, I, it's tough playing the way they do. They play, l last year, their regular season games were playoff-type games. They, they, they're nasty. It, it takes a lot out of you. And maybe it, you've got to have a willingness to do that all the time. The way they're built, they're not a team that can just go out there and use their skill. They have to play that way. And it's tough over 82 season, or excuse me, an 82-game season, and they're finding that out this year. All right, 5-2, the Oilers beat the Leafs tonight. 
Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. We'll give you our face-off trivia answer and winner when we get back. Terry Peranich, Real Estate Team Overtime Open Line. We're in the Cabela's Broadcast Center. You're listening to the Terry Peranich Team Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers look like they're going to win it. Pouliot with a clear to center ice. Net is empty. McDavid feeds Everly for the hat trick. He's got it. A backhander's in. And the Edmonton Oilers win it 5-2. McDavid feeds Jordan Everly for his first career NHL Hattie. And the Oilers will beat the Leafs going away. 5-2, your final. McDavid, five points. Everly, first career hat trick as Toronto loses both games going through Alberta. They were beaten 4-3 by Calgary the other night. Hey, I want to congratulate Richard, who's our face-off trivia winner. He gets 50 bucks to Panda Hut Express. His name is in the grand prize draw for the $1,000 gift certificate to Skiers Sport Shop, Edmonton's number one choice for skis and snowboards. Laurent Brassois up from the Miners, Rob. He was the backup goalie tonight. He played last April 9th against San Jose. How many saves did he make in that game? I think he had 47. 45? 54. 40. 9. 49, I yes. Thought, oh, Thank you, Rob Brown. I was wondering what you were doing with your hands. I, was I, thought, there was, I thought there was 49 shots against him. He had 51 shots against him. Oh, the Sharks got one in the empty net. So there we go. We may see Brassois in this homestand. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Just a couple of texts here. Uh, Paul says, didn't Hall just have a seven or eight game point streak? He did. He had nine points in seven games. He doesn't have any in four. Jesse says, quit being condescending towards fans who think Hall should be traded. He has a poor attitude. He's pouting because he's not the big man on campus and he's going to be a cancer in the room. Figure it out. That is from Jesse. Well, Jesse, you, you figured it out for us. So thank you for doing that. Uh, another texter says, do you think Brandon Davidson could ever be a full-time top four defenseman? I think he consistently plays a solid game. Um, uh, well, right now he is a top four yeah, consistent I, I, defenseman I, I, for the Edmonton Oilers. I still think long term, if if Brandon Davidson is your five or your six, you probably have a pretty decent team. I, I still think that's his. That's ideally where he'd be on a team. <laughs> yeah, but he continues to surprise. True. He, I mean, he, he's better than any of us ever would have imagined, and I, I, yeah, I, he, he's good. Yeah, four. Probably would be a, a stretch, but four or five, and you got a pretty good defense. But uh, he continues to to outplay a lot of the players that were expected to be ahead of him. Live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, this is the Terry Peranich Team Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 6:30. Chad, it's 10:56. Everly gets his first career hat trick. Connor McDavid, two goals, three assists. Benoit Pouliot, four assists. The final damage tonight, Edmonton Oilers, five. Toronto Maple Leafs, two. 780-496-0063. We have three points. Dave on the line. Hey, Dave, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How's it going tonight, boys? Doing well. Okay, I'll be a little quicker because i, I got to get to bed right away here. i got to work in the morning. But, uh, anywho, I'm not going to downplay McDavid and Everly tonight. I mean, I, they had outstanding nights. But, I mean, let's be realistic here. The Leafs had uh, the Bozaks, the Kadris, and the Van Riemsdijks out. Uh, they had their top scorers out. So, I mean, I, I kind of expected a blowout, but they, uh, once again, a horrible, horrible start to the game in the first. 
that brings me, that brings me to my second point with Talbot. I thought he was outstanding, and I thought he did a very, very good job of holding us in when it could have easily been, uh, you know, three one, four one, kind of thing. Uh, my uh, and that brings me up to my third point with our bad starts. I see on Twitter and Facebook more and more now about people blaming the coaching, blaming the coaching, blaming the coaching. Reed, Rob, you guys will agree, it's not the coaching. It's the roster. The coach, Rob, you will say first and foremost, you'll agree, because you played in the Chell. The coach lays out the game plan. It's up to the players to execute. It's up to, it's up to the players to start. It's up to the players to bring, it their, to bring their all right out of the gate. And the orders are not doing that. And with Winnipeg, L.A., and Anaheim coming up, Let's be realistic. It's going to be a tough three games there for the Oilers because of their lack of starting ability. Thanks, Dave. Do you want to comment on the last part? Well, I mean, <laughs> history just shows the fact that there's been five or six coaches over the last little while here that had the exact same problems. So it's not on the coaching staff. When uh, I mean, it was a good point. You were given a game plan. You're told how you have to adjust to, to things that the other team is doing and then you're supposed to go out there and execute a lack of energy or a lack of willingness isn't on the coaching staff that's entirely on the players and what we saw in the first period tonight was a, a group of players that did not come out prepared did not come out with uh the fire that was needed to play against a desperate unskilled toronto maple leaf team and the unskilled toronto maple leaf team uh should have been up 4-1 after 20 minutes so that yeah, I, that is not on the coaching staff. That is on the 20 individuals that came out of the Oilers dressing room tonight that just simply weren't good enough. Well, and he's right to his first point, and we touched on this earlier. This was not a good Leafs roster. They just traded Phaneuf. Three of their top four scorers didn't play. It's a game that uh, you would hope the Oilers would win 5-2, quite frankly, and they did. Now, you don't take it away because I'd sooner be talking about this than having the Montreal conversation <laughs> yes. where they didn't have Carey Price and they've been playing poorly and they lost. So you can't control the schedule nope. and uh, what other teams do. Just uh, credit to the Oilers players who did answer the bell tonight and take control of the game. Well, th this was a game they, they should have won and they eventually they did. And you've got to take advantage of teams when they're down. And this is a Toronto team that's down, a number of good hockey players. Uh, give them credit, the Maple Leafs. They came out, they played well, they just had no answer for, for Connor McDavid and his line mates, and they misfired or, or squandered a number of golden opportunities. Um, boys could have had about six goals. Arcabella could have had about four goals. I well, mean, he should have scored on that one. He had Talbot should have scored on a couple. Yeah. Uh, but it was a team of, of players that aren't normally in those roles. And they're, they're having to play power play time. They're having to play head-to-head. Uh, -head. Like Mark Arcabello was going head-to-head -head against Connor McDavid. I mean, that is a mismatch like you'll ever see. And that's – Mike Babcock did not have the horses to put out there. But credit – McDavid's line should be better than the lines he played against. They were. Cam Talbot should stop a number of the players that the Toronto Maple Leafs threw at him. And he did. So they got enough done. Is it good enough to beat the, the Winnipeg Jets? Well, we're going to find out in a couple of days. Oilers win 5-2. Quick break for the 11 o'clock news and then more from the Cabela's Broadcast Centre on Terry Peranich Real Estate Team Overtime Open Line. You're listening to the Terry Peranich Team Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 5-2, the Oilers snap a three-game losing streak, knocking off the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Connor McDavid, 
highest point total in a single game of his young career. He has two goals and three assists. Everly, three and one. Pouliot, four assists. Blair on the text line, Rob, he says, quick question, did Yakupov play another shift after his giveaway on the power play late in the third? Honestly, uh, he did. He did because he was out after the Oilers scored the open net goal. Yakupov was on the, the ice at the very end. Uh, but good point. Uh, that was a, a play that could have been very costly for the Edmonton Oilers had that gone back the other way and they scored shorthanded. Uh, Nail struggled tonight. Uh, he, he looked disinterested. In all honesty, he did not look good out there tonight. They need uh, Nail plays his best when he's happy. He does not look happy. 5-2, the Oilers win. Andre Sekra got an assist tonight. He's standing by with Brendan Ulrich. Well, nice for a team, the team to get back on the winning track here back at home. Yeah, it's always nice to win. You know, they, they have a couple injuries on, the, on their side, and we needed to take advantage of that. You know, they, they came out how they play the hard, strong game, and we had to try to measure their intensity. You talk about the intensity. They really were bringing it there in the first period. What changed for you guys? Was something said that uh, seemed to turn the game around? Uh, not really. We know what we have to do. Uh, sometimes you just need to get a little kick in the ass to, you know, get going. And uh, we know what we are against. We knew from the beginning that they will be just playing hard, and simple, strong game. And uh, they were bringing it. And uh, eventually we got a couple of good goals there. It was tight until, you know, the, the third period was 3-2 still, you know, chance to tie them for them. They were never giving up and, uh, you know, get a couple goals and you know, that was the story. Well, Everly gets his first career hat-trick, McDavid five points. What can you say about those two tonight? Well, the, their whole line was going, you know, Ebbs, Connor, Benny, uh, they play real, really well and uh, hopefully they can keep, keep it up like that. Thanks, Andre. Read that, Sondra Segura. Thank you very much, Brendan Ulrich. As the Oilers knock off the Leafs 5-2, Sekera tonight plays 19:35. Just some of the ice times, as we were talking about earlier, Davidson played 25:06, Griba played 21:50, and, and again, ideally, those aren't the guys playing the most, whether they're killing penalties or not. No, I mean Eric Griba is a sixth defenseman, but he, he, you know what? Good on him. He has played well. Took he, a couple penalties tonight. Yeah, but he's going to. That's he's he's not going to shy away from anything. But yeah, 22 minutes. I I didn't see him playing 22 minutes, but he's 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 brought in to do something and he's done it well. Mark Latestu, the leading forward for ice time. He played 20:37. He went 54% in the faceoff circle. Drysital went 56. You know what? Anyone that's a, a young player that's out there get very good at something. And Mark Letestu is good at face-offs. Because he's good at face-offs, he plays on the power play. And he also penalty kills. So he's one of the few Oilers that plays in all three different situations. Five-on-five five power play and PK. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he wins face-offs. McDavid was 60% in the circle. Matt Hendricks, who's been really good this year at 59.5, just at 25% tonight. Yeah, it wasn't a good night, a rare off night in the face-off cir circle for Hendricks. I will say this. The Oilers finished at 47% in the dot. They were 2 for 12 after the first period. And is that Rommel? Rommel is he's leaving the trouble. game. Yeah, wow. he's in a lot of pain. Uh, San Jose Shirk, I think it was Wingles. I'm not positive, but was cutting towards the net, got chopped down, went into the goaltender, Rommel, and he is being helped off the ice. How about the backup Calgary goaltenders going in right now? Weird to game. face a five-on-three power play for a full two minutes. So his first shot against will be on a five-on-three against one of the best power plays in the league, the San Jose Sharks. In a team, in a game where his team blew a five, a 4-1 lead 
and then has come back to tie at 5-5 late in the third. This is a wild game between the Flames and the Sharks. Hiller's going to go in net. Uh, the Oilers were 1-5 for five on the power play. The Leafs were 0-5, for five, which is nice for the Oilers tonight to kill those off. Again, Talbot a big part of those, I think. But the Oilers had only killed off 10 of their last 16 penalties. That's not a good percentage, obviously. So back on track tonight with the PK. And they needed to be. Uh, I think a little bit of it was the lack of skill set on the Toronto Maple Leafs, because I, I thought actually the Toronto Maple Leafs moved the puck around very well on their power play. They created a number of great scoring chances. Some were stymied by by Talbot. Some were just missed by the Toronto Maple Leafs. They missed some golden opportunities. And some was good penalty killing, but it's a confidence builder. And in, in all sports, confidence is huge. And it, it goes a long way. Even pro athletes uh, need a little confidence boost now and again. Hopefully that'll boost their power play, or the, excuse me, their penalty killing, because there's going to be much better power plays coming through Edmonton over the next 10 days. The Oilers start off their six-game homestand with a win, 5-2 over the Maple Leafs. More on the game and on the Oilers on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Rob Brown, I will see you Saturday night, man. I'm looking forward to it. That's our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown, joining us tonight. Terry Peranich, Real Estate Team Overtime Open Line from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. 5-2, Oilers over the Leafs. Kellen Kennedy has been your studio producer this evening. Sid Smith is the executive producer of Oilers Hockey on 630Ched. Next broadcast, 6.30 Saturday, we'll sign on. Oilers host the Jets. The game starts at 8. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll check in with you from 6 to 9 on Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's 11-11. Thanks for listening.